morning everyone and welcome back to episode 52 of Off The Record, the country music podcast that delves into the stories behind the songs that you know and love with the artists and songwriters who created them. I'm your host Imogen Marshall and as always please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Spotify and follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. All the details are on our website www.offtherecorduk.com. Now before we welcome this week's guest Vic Allen, we're going to keep you up to date with all the updates from the country world this week. So we had a few really noteworthy releases this week. Obviously, Old Dominion released One Man Band off the heels of Make It Sweet. Um, I'm really excited for Old Dominion's music. It's always um, different and it really, like, their lyricism is just um, really unparalleled. It's, just, it's always really, really clever. Um, I think this is this sort of continuation, so it's not particularly anything completely breaking um, the bank or breaking the mould of what they've done before but if you hey if it ain't broke don't fix it so I'm really excited for new music to come from them um obviously Travis Denning also released a new single after a few which everyone um you'll get to see Travis Denning perform at the CMA Songwriters Series ahead of CTC in March so he's definitely one to look out for his songs are phenomenal and he's had a lot of cuts with other artists so he's really worth checking out Kaylee Hammock also released her first single, Family Tree. And if you're unfamiliar with Kaylee, she was one of Bobby Bones' class of 2019. And honestly, her future is so bright. This is like a single that you'd think would be released by an artist way down the line. It's beautiful, it's amazing. Her voice is stunning. Um, really worth, really worth a listen. And finally, obviously, we had Mara Morris's Girl, which everyone had been waiting for for ages. Um, for Marin to release some new music on her own um, off the back of um, Hero. It's been three years since she released any new music uh, solo and this did not disappoint. It's been played on repeat by everyone. It's just a beautiful, empowering song and it's it's just flawless, really. Her, Marin's voice is just wonderful. And it's just clever and great work. Um, we're obviously really excited to, to hear the rest of the album. Um, so that leads into, um, she obviously released the Marin Morris Girl Tour announcement, which will feature all female support acts. So right, there's a date at the Royal Albert Hall, which is on the 31st of May. Um, and that, and she'll be supported on that one by Ray Lynn. Tickets come on sale this Friday, the 25th of January. So make sure you snap up those because I feel like they're going to be gone very quickly, particularly if, if anything's, um, to be garnered from the pre-sale. So next up, we had Dan and Shea kicked off their UK tour in style. They've done a slot on BBC Breakfast, so check on that on YouTube if you haven't already. And we've released a playlist of their set list on Spotify, so also check that one out. Um, we also had the announcement of the 2019 Sunset Repeat Tour in the US, which will feature Luke Bryan, obviously supported by Cole Swindell and John Langston. So that's a really exciting announcement. Um, and they were also both perform at Country Jam 2019, where performers were announced. Um, so it'll, that that um, festival featured Luke Bryan, Sam Hunt, um, Alabama, Kelsey Ballerini, Eli Youngman, Michael Rowe, Lanco, the list goes on. And that was in Colorado on 13th to 16th of June. So if you're over in the States, make sure you check that one out. Um, also, very sadly, if you haven't checked out the ranch already, well, what are you waiting for? It's on Netflix. It's great. The sound, the soundtrack is all country music. Um, really, really wonderfully created, curated. Um, but it will sadly come to an end apparently after season four. So that's a bit of sadder news. 
Um, also check out What Happens in a Small Town video, which was Brantley Gilbert and Lindsay L. That's over on YouTube and it's a great video. Obviously a phenomenal song. And it's a wonderful collaboration by two really um, artists who I think are going to make it big hopefully soon. And finally, we had the Grammy performers were announced, which will feature Dan and Shay and Casey Musgrove. So it's great to see some, some country artists in there. Um, and obviously it's always great to see Dan and Shay in the spotlight. Um, and Casey is always breaking the mould. And so I just think it's her due to be announced as one of those Grammy performers. That's really exciting news. So that's your country news for this week. Now, please welcome the lovely Vic Allen to talk all about her latest EP and single and everything she's got going on for 2019. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview. Hey! How are you doing? So much better. God, I thought I was dying yesterday. I feel so much better today. Oh, good. That's what I like to hear. Particularly <laughs> when you've got gigs coming up on Saturday. I can imagine it's sort of like, mm. oh my God. I know, and I've had, like, I've had to cancel loads of gigs in the past from losing my voice and stuff. And I was just like, no. So, so hopefully it'll be fine. It's literally like every right, every um, singer's nightmare, I can imagine. It is. It's so annoying. Yeah, it's such an annoying thing. Okay, so I always like start off just episodes like talking about um like kind of where you came from like in terms of growing up and getting into music. Has it always been <clears throat> singing for you? Has, has it always just just always been? There? Um, no, it actually hasn't. So um, I originally my sort of life life plan yeah was I was going to be a vet. I did not. Um, I did not expect that one to come. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I actually did three years of vet school. Really? Oh my gosh! Yeah, and um, I I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, and I started getting into music around like the time that I was applying for vet school and stuff. So okay. um, I did three years of it, and I I couldn't I couldn't hack it because you have to like throw your whole life at it. So yeah, and it, and it's like I very sw- all consuming. Like you can't yeah, you can't do like, music like my and whole that. life. And, yeah. So I mean, it wasn't just music, but I I didn't enjoy it. But um, so I. I I graduated with zoology in the end. I like switched degrees. Um, But throughout my time at uni, um, I'd started playing the guitar like at school when I discovered John Mayer. He was like my big inspiration. Love. And um, just before my my year out before uni, I went to America and I worked on this ranch. Yeah, I read um, about this. I was like, I need to, I need to hear the story (laughs) there. Like, how did that happen? Was that just that was just so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get into uni the first time because like I had all the grades and stuff, but it's really competitive, so I didn't get in. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to take a year out and do something. Yeah. So I went to America. I worked in this ranch. It was kind of random. I don't really know why I did it, but it was really fun. But, it, but now you're like, it's part of my story. It was all meant to be. Yeah, like it's really cool because if I hadn't have done that, like I don't know if I'd have got into country music, like when I would have kind of properly got into it. Cause yeah. That's, that's what got me into it because no one really listened to it. Had, had it been just been something that like you just hadn't listened to? I, well, I guess in this country, like unless you're sort of, someone introduces you to it, you just don't. Get yeah, because not really like. I mean, it is more now, but even a few years ago, like it wasn't really on the radio and stuff. No, I mean it's only on ba- like like two, radio two now. And let's face it, most of us used to listen to radio one nonstop. Yeah, and, and it's, suddenly and it's, it's the there. more pop stuff anyway. Yeah. So it's still it's still like a niche. <laughs> yeah, because well, I guess like John Mayer though, it's sort of you know if growing up, I guess you must have listened to sort of that that style of music isn't country. 
no. you can see how you could lead from that kind of songwriting into country songwriting, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, like, my mum always had, well, I, my mum had James Taylor on in the kitchen, like, all the time. So yeah. I, did, I did have, like, you know, I was exposed to some kind of country stuff, but, like, the more, like, modern poppy stuff, like Miranda Lambert and stuff, I, it's that's, just like, new world. what I discovered when I was out there. Yeah. And so when did, was it around that time that you first sort of picked up the guitar and started songwriting and all that stuff? Yeah, so when I went out there, um, I already played the guitar. Yeah. And um, we used to, like, we would literally sit around campfires and, like, sing. This is literally out of a movie. (laughs) That that is literally out of a film. (laughs) Um, And one guy, like, there was this girl that used to sing there. She would always sing, like, Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. And there was a guy there, and he was like, oh, you play guitar, but you don't sing. That's strange. And I was like, oh, maybe it is strange. Like, maybe. And I was like, I'd love to be be here singing. So I kind of, like, when I went home, I, I started like writing in my bedroom and when I started Bristol yeah and that's when I went to uni I started doing open mics and stuff because it was like a really good um, yeah there's quite a good good scene down there isn't there in terms of open mics yeah so I was um doing open mics like a few times a week and that's what got me into it really and you can kind of just like I guess test in those sort of things did you ever sing your own songs or was it was it covers or yeah so I always I always sung my own songs I've, I've never really done covers um, I don't really know why. Yeah, I just have never sort of. Well, it's just something like some people don't. Some people do. Some people don't. And yeah. so, what was it? What was it kind of like? I guess when you first started putting your pen to your paper and started songwriting. Because I imagine like it sounds like it was a very natural, like organic process. But for like a lot of people, it can be you know really weird and hard to start writing songs. I feel like it was. I feel like it was quite natural. Like I think yeah. I'm. I think I've improved a lot, and I think like writing with other people's help and just like living life like yeah. I started uni and I hadn't really like I hadn't really done a lot with my life but I'd obviously been to America and stuff and I'd had like a couple of the boyfriends but nothing yeah, it's really, like, like major had happened to me so I well as you get older you've got more stories to tell when you've got more stories to tell it's like you've got less of the teenage angst and more like actual yeah you know deeper <laughs> emotions yeah, I think I think it's yeah. So I've got more to write about now. Which yeah, is and then I read that you like then went around sort of like busking around Norwich for a while. Is that right? Or was that sort of when did that? Yeah, happen? so I yeah. Um, I actually started busking in Bristol. Okay. Um, so I bought a little amp and stuff, and oh, it was cool. great. I used to. It was like such a good thing to do on the side of studying. Yeah, I can, ima- um, I can imagine. it must went, be really um, challenging, like a really different. Like obviously, open mics one thing because everyone go yeah. like they're kind of fun and everyone's probably quite open to hearing lots of different things and they're just a fun night out but busking is such a completely different ball game yeah it's it can be really weird like I don't do it anymore and I had some weird experiences like someone like took money out of my guitar case and someone oh my god like yeah I know they just literally ran past took money and ran off and you're like hey I've been playing the guitar for this 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 amount of time like come back I know people so, weird yeah I mean used, I used to really enjoy it um, yeah. in Bristol I used to do it like on a Friday night okay at the harbour side with all these like drunk people and it was great because they'd be sort of just like give me loads of money <laughs> yeah. well they give you a load of money get the money out of drunk people and I can imagine you got quite a lot of like good stories out of it in terms of you know bad, yeah, bad ones really but also good ones in terms of like <laughs> this hilarious thing happened yeah yeah and then when did BBC introducing come was that the next bit I guess on your journey or was it missing piece what came what came next um what did I I released um so I released my first EP which is yeah. just like a sort of like 
co-produced um self-written like independent thing yeah um and that was that was like the first thing I released so I didn't really know much about releasing music and I just was like hey it's out with like no promotion yeah. or anything I can imagine um, it's a huge learning curve that whole thing yeah, of like... it is like learning about all the promotion and stuff is like bigger than I feel like actually making music is such a small part of being a musician it's really sad <laughs> you you we hope that you can just play the music and just put it out I and know. then it would speak for itself and just like go places but unfortunately it's all the all the like business stuff takes up so much know, people's all the time. Admin. Um, so yeah, BBC Introducing liked that EP and they played um and they played nearly all the tracks off it, which was nice. Yeah. And was it um then because obviously there was like two years in between Missing Peace and then the next one, was mm-hmm. did you feel like you transitioned a lot between um between the two, or was it like a lot of working on your songs and I guess working with what you had had already so I think um the songs off my most recent EP are sort of mostly they're kind of old ones actually um there was like there were songs I knew I wanted to release and so they're most apart from between the lines which is one I wrote in Nashville uh, Mm. most of them are kind of fairly oldish yeah um so I feel like the vibe of it is like kind of similar to my first EP yeah um, but like every time I release something, I feel it changes a little bit and it gets more towards like where I want to be. But I guess it, like artists are always changing and like, yeah, and they're always editing never, and like, they're like, there's not never, like happy. a final point to your music. Yeah. I think I people feel, are always going to change. I think that's just in your, in your blood, isn't it? It's one of those things that you just yeah. like never be happy, like be like, it's a hundred percent done because there's always something you could be like, Oh, but, but what about this? And you recently, you went out to Nashville recently is that right? Yes. So what were you what were you up to there? Was it business pleasure? What did you get up to? Um, so my recent trip was it was more kind of like a for fun really. So yeah. I did a road trip with my brother, um oh, that's really in cool. California, which is amazing. And then before I went home I like stopped off in Nashville and I was I was only there for a couple of weeks. Um so I did a bit of writing and a few yeah. writers' rounds and stuff, but it was mainly like seeing friends and stuff. Yeah, really nice. And um, obviously, because you, when you were like New York, I guess was the and the ranch was sort of like the start of your journey. So do you feel like the states are like a very important, I guess, place? Yeah, I feel for like you, a really, really strong connection. Yeah. to the states, and I have like loads of friends out there because I spent so much time out there. Yeah, and it's just like such a great place, and Nashville's so inspiring. And, and it's just that buzz, isn't it? That creative energy that you kind of... Yeah, yeah. I think even before, like, even before I'd ever been to America, I always had a fascination with it. I don't know yeah, if I mean, you like, and me both. so I, many TV feel, shows. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's the TV shows, the culture, yeah, everything about it is just something special. Yeah, I just love it. And, and like, obviously, it is, like, the home of country music, isn't it, America? Yeah. Like, that's where it's kind of big, so it's always going to be it's always going to be the place that you want to like go go back to for that inspiration the stories and all the rest of it and obviously last year was a big huge year for you like releasing your EP what was because obviously it was fan funded one what was the process like of fun of sort of getting that on the road because I can imagine it must be quite an incredible experience like having an EP sort of funded by people that love your music yeah I was really scared to do it and I was like yeah it's kind of like putting yourself on the line yeah, I don't want to be asking people for money and it was so hard but I one of the big like um 
one of the sort of big sellers on my crowdfunding was lyric sheets. Yeah. And I made these um, like handmade lyric sheets, but I took ages over them. And I literally, I swear, I'm sure I spent like the whole summer just making lyric sheets. That was like the most popular thing. Yeah. And I did them so intricately and it took ages. You're, it's a work, and, um, like an uh, an act of love, I guess. So like, thank you. Yeah, so it was really good. It was like yeah. a good seller. <laughs> and it I was really imagine. nice that people, people wanted to donate. And also like a lot of new people found out about my music through um, through Pledge Music, which was really cool. Oh, oh yeah. Got, can, didn't even make that connection. But yeah, that's a really good thing for it. And obviously you got, you. got it was released through Ginger Dog. So how did you, like that partnership come about? Between you oh, guys. so the first that oh, EP was, that? was just independent. Yeah, that one was independent. Last, my recent two singles, they were through Ginger Dog. Okay. So, um, so yeah, the EP was just like an independent thing, and that yeah. was just me trying to put yourself out get there. Some help. Yeah. <laughs> and what was sort of the? Did you have a vision going into the EP, or was there sort of? Um, yeah, did you go in with like a the thing in mind of what you wanted to create, or did it sort of happen organically? I guess. I didn't really have a vision. It was all a bit kind of like happened as it went along. Because yeah. originally I was just going to do a single and I recorded Bittersweet and like released that. Yeah. And then I was like, actually, I really want to do another EP. So that's when I did the crowdfunding to do like the next three songs. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't even sure. I knew the three songs I wanted to do. But I wasn't sure like how much production I wanted on each one and stuff. And it was all kind of like happened as it went along. But I think like in the future, I want more of a plan. Yeah. I can well it's one of those things you learn as like an independent artist like imagine can imagine there's a lot of like frustrations a lot of learning curves that kind of yeah and like go with how it to best promote stuff and <laughs> and basically just everything that you just as a consumer of music you you won't ever kind of acknowledge that almost yeah off the back of um, Between the Lines, you obviously released um, Blinded recently. So I wanted to ask, what was the sort of story behind that single? Oh, like the story behind the song? Yeah. Okay, so that song, um, so I was in, la- in like 2017, I was in a long distance relationship yeah. um, with a guy in Nashville. <laughs> so it was very, very long. <laughs> and um, I-, I was writing, like I started writing this song about like almost from like his like almost from like his perspective like yeah um that's that's how the song ended up kind of from his perspective like yeah it was like you should I should have seen you leaving and it was like it was going to be about a long distance relationship and yeah. like getting into that knowing it's going to end because it's long distance but yeah. it kind of like came out the song sounds like it's about some like bad boy <laughs> that I got involved with which isn't true like in the slightest it's like explain to people it's like no that's not what I meant that's not what I meant I promise it was was like gonna be about getting involved with someone who's going home yeah Um, I can imagine with with all those things it's quite a healing (laughs) process almost like and you know obviously ending relationships is always very hard and then Mm. writing songs about it I can imagine it's very much like okay I gotta write a song out of it (laughs) Yeah, it's like it does. It does kind of help. It's almost like, like I used to write a diary. Yeah, and I think since I, write, I started um, writing songs, I don't really do that anymore. Like I haven't written in a diary for years. Well, and I guess I think probably maybe, like songwriting is. Yeah, and on, probably um, writing in a diary beforehand, it kind of like preps you almost for like being able to put your like thoughts and feelings 
to yeah into paper. words yeah yeah and then obviously then most recently you've released um keeping me up so again <laughs> what what was the story behind that song and or is there one Okay, so this is about like most of the songs are going to be about the same guy. Yeah, <laughs> well, I feel like that's um, so that's just you've got you've got to, you've got to get a few songs out of relationships. Like, <laughs> I know it's so terrible. Um, so this is kind of about like when you've you've ended a relationship and like it was you know you you that ended it, so yeah. you should be fine with it. But then like there's always kind of that moment when you panic that you've like done the wrong thing. Yeah, we've all been. <laughs> And this song is kind of about that, and it's like lying awake. It's like all takes place in like one moment at like two a.m. And you're like lying awake, thinking like, "Yeah, oh God, I, I love like, the t-shirts do I miss that you've you, released. Do I still need you and stuff." The, yeah, the t-shirts that you've released off the back of that, I was like, "Yeah, I need to come out." You know, that's great. <laughs> oh yeah with the lyrics yeah and then obviously um last year so last year was a huge year a huge year I can imagine for you and then you also did the write like a girl tour so what was that what was that like I can imagine it's been so much fun like um just going around the country with those um songwriters it was around oh so much fun I've never done a tour before and it was great and we it was so hard to organize because it was like the three of us and we were trying to find venues and like deciding where to go and like timings and it was really hard to organize but yeah. it was it was really fun and worth every just, like, minute driving around the country with them was so much fun was it um did you find there was a big difference in all the audiences around the country was there sort of a you know you're like oh yeah that's the stereotype that is true in this place um I don't know, but I mean, it was obviously the audience was very different in each place. And yeah. like some places like London was the best and we had like loads of people turn up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all the like country music blogs and magazines were in London. Mm-hmm. So they all came out and stuff. So that was kind of cool. And um, Emily had um, been mentioned, her, she'd had one of her songs played on Bob Harris's show. Yeah. Um, like a few weeks before and quite a lot of people turned up and they were like oh we heard we heard about the tour on Bob Harris and you're like oh that's so cool oh I my god that is game. cool <laughs> so that was really cool you're like Bob supporting us yeah so that was great would you plan to do something like that again in sort of 2019 or 2020 yeah or I'd really like to yeah um, it was really fun and I think we got a lot of like new fans from it and yeah I can imagine it's really like sharing the fans and like all those sort of events that people go to because they're like oh why not and then they actually were like oh my god this music is amazing and then go and listen to you it's just good. yeah and it was yeah. nice because we did it in a writer's round style yeah um and I met I met both of them in Nashville, so it was nice. So random that you're all like UK and have to meet no, across the I oceans. Met, like, I met Beth like through Instagram, and so we were funny. both there at the same time. So we met up, and then I met Emily through her. So um, the modern world of like meeting people through like, on digital stuff—it's just hilarious. And it was obviously coming up in 2019. What are you like most excited for? Do you have plans for the year? sort of seeing how it goes yeah, so um I'm gonna be working on um like singles yeah rather yeah. than rather than doing EP or anything at the moment I think I'm gonna like concentrate on releasing like what I think are my best songs yeah. and you know doing like proper video for each one and really promoting like each one separately. and like letting them be works of I guess be works of art like in themselves because I feel like sometimes, yeah. people, sometimes there is a tendency to like rush through them and not let people like just sit with the song for a while and it's so difficult like obviously it's kind of hard to get people to 
like people that have never heard your music before it's hard enough to get them to listen to a song rather yeah. than a whole EP so it would be nice to just have like a single song that I can be like hey listen to this one thing yeah it's like it will take three minutes for your time <laughs> less than that yeah less than that like just do it for the me I'm working at the moment like <laughs> less than three minutes yeah you're like if you can't do this just listen to, listen to it on the loof that's the last thing you're going to do so I always end with like my final just 10 like shorter questions so white wine or whiskey oh can I say neither no, no yeah, I think probably, you can say probably neither. wine probably wine <laughs> record you couldn't live without if you were stuck on a desert island okay I have a few does it have to be one um no you can have a few Okay, I really love um, Same Trailer, Different Park oh. by Casey Musgraves. Okay, that was a great, great choice. That that record is just one of the best debut albums ever made. I might. It's so good. I love her so much. Um, I really like Red by Taylor Swift. Yeah. And I'd probably go for a John Mayer album, maybe um, Where the Light Is, which is like one of his live ones. Ooh, I'll have to check that one out. It's also really long, so... Oh, I love a good long record. It's going to be good for Desert Island. Is there a record you're playing on repeat at the moment? Um, yeah, it's Side B by Gillian Jacqueline. Oh. It's only like these it's are only good like choices. Long, these are great choices. It's, it's like I can't get enough of it. No, I think like it's it's worrying the amount of times I've listened to that record. Like if yeah. if I could probably recite to you the whole, I won't, but I could probably recite the whole thing right now. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. <laughs> it's so good. Um, is there a dream venue you'd love to perform at? Um, I'd actually really love to play um, Country to Country because I haven't, I haven't yet. Um, Add that to the bucket list. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to play a lot of festivals. Glass for me, I'd love to play. Um, Wembley Arena would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we're, we're just like pushing. Yeah, we're like, yeah. We're going, going higher and higher. Yeah. <laughs> why, why don't we just have a, like a whole stadium tour and then have fun with it? <laughs> um, what would you call your first stadium tour? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, I have to think about that. Yeah, that would have to be... I feel like that's one of the things I'd, like, spring on people. And then I'm like, wait, I could not think of that in, like, two seconds by <laughs> myself. Um, is, what are you binge-watching at the moment, if you're binge-watching anything? Uh, New Girl. Ooh. I, I know it's kind of old, but um, no, my I love brother it. found it online and we were like, oh, look, we need to watch it. And I watched it a while ago, but I started re-watching it. It's so funny. Would you rather go on tour with an artist of your choice um, and like it's any artist in the world and you have, but you have zero interaction with them? <gasps> or like a lesser known artist, but you get to interact with them all the time, like play with them on stage and stuff? all that kind of I stuff. Think, I think lesser known. I think it'd be a lot more fun. Yeah, it would be a lot more fun. And also like, I just think it'd be so weird going on tour if you didn't have any interaction with the person. Yeah, and it'd be like really frustrating. Yeah, it'd be like, but, but can I just please go and say hello? <laughs> They'd be like, no, and I'm like, okay. Um, do you have a musical icon? Icon. Mm-hmm. Like a like what person like you look idol. up to the most? Yeah. Um, I am a huge Swifty. Oh, I love it. I, th- I love Taylor Swift. I think There's nothing amazing. wrong with um, that. I don't know when this became like a taboo thing. I'm like, no, we should be and proud. Like, oh, I hate Taylor Swift, <laughs> but I think she's great. And she writes all our songs and um, probably probably Taylor Swift and John Mayer are like yeah. my, big, my big two. Do a little mashup. Um, do you have a beauty essential? Ooh. Um, a mascara. I yeah. don't want to go out without mascara on. Yeah, I feel like that's every girl's, like, go-to. And complete the sentence. So, music is? 
um, my life. <laughs> <laughs> Country music is my life. Um, also my life. <laughs> and Vic Allen is. Sorry, I lost my train oh, of thought right there. Vic Allen is um, working hard in 2019. Watch this space. <laughs> and thank you so much and if you just let people know where they can find you and find your music and all the rest of it yes I have a website which is vicallenmusic.com and I'm on all social media as vicallenmusic and you can find me on Spotify iTunes etc perfect well that's nice and easy Um, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and I hope you feel better soon and all recovered thank you I'm feeling feeling a lot better good and good luck for the gig on Saturday was it Saturday your next one first Uh, yeah Saturday yeah okay and thank you so much to Vic for that t- and taking the time to chat with me. And that will do for episode 52 of Off the Record. Make sure to tune in next week where we have an interview with the lovely Jordan Brooker. So I hope you guys have a good week. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe as you always. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Bye, y'all. Mm-hmm.